Okay. Um, let's see. How do, how do I start this shit out? I don't have scripts. You are listening to Abstractions That Glow, Episode 6, featuring me, Avon. Uh, today, we're going to talk about sheeps, goats, and cats, uh, anti-drag shit, waking up early, fuck psychics, and random facts. Today, we have with us Amy. Everybody say hi to Amy. Hi, everybody. All right. Um, I don't know if you read my blog or anything, but this is my girlfriend. Isn't she cute? Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I doubt a lot more than she does, obviously. I mean, I, you're sexy and you know it. Yeah, mm-hmm. precisely. Yeah. Okay. So, um, let's see. Our first subject is sheeps, goats, and cats. Yes. Now we hung out with some sheep on Saturday. Right. Yes. Which was yesterday. Um, and was a small ruminants class at the local community college. It uh, lasted about two hours, and the sheep were from the Netherlands, were they? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. were the Netherlands sheep, and they had just had their lambs, so there was a whole bunch of little baby lambs running around. Um, and they were fucking cute. Yeah, they really were. They were... Uh, they were actually kind of ridiculous. Their their mamas would come up to people and try to like eat things from them and I was kind of hoping the goats would be there. I know. You're you really love the goats. I love goats and I like goats because they remind me of cats. They're like cats with hooves and nobody's going to dissuade me of that. Why do you think they're like cats with hooves? Have you not seen? Well, of course, you were with me when when we went to that one farm where the goat got up on the uh, bench seat and loafed Mm -hmm. and just sat there. And then how they like to be like scratched right behind their horns. Yeah. Like that's total cat behavior. Yeah. I think there were a couple of sheep that were actually trying to be lap sheep also yes oh yeah 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 there was the the gray one with the super dense uh wool who um pawed at you and like it's a hoof but the she literally pawed like at at her and me Mm -hmm. um and licked right where i had put perfume on (laughs) i was like trying to come up into my lap and i was like no (laughs) Yeah, and the instructor was um, talking about, you know, raising them for for wool and for milk. Um, And she kept mentioning how often people uh, have lambs, especially as pets. And I never really thought about that before. I thought goats made better pets because, you know, hail Satan. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty funny because she's Christian. Um, <laughs> I don't. It doesn't. You don't bother me. Mm. Anyways, um, yeah, I've actually met people that have kept goats as pets, but never anybody that's kept a sheep as a pet. Have you? I mean, no, but I think that most of my life has just been working. 
So, yeah. I knew somebody who had ducks for pets, and the ducks would follow them around. Um, and every once in a while, they'd bring duck eggs in. <laughs> but Duck yeah. eggs taste funny. What, why do you think that? I think they, they just do. They um, they have this... I can't really describe it. It's impossible to describe egg tastes. <laughs> like, could any of you listening actually describe what an egg tastes like and not mention salt? Mouthfeel? Even then, like, is it soft-boiled? Is it parboiled? Is it hard-boiled? Is it fried? Is it baked? Is it scrambled? Does it have cheese? Like eggs are very versatile. That's I mean they're gorgeous. Like if you whip up the the egg white, you get a meringue. Gorgeous. Anyway, I digress. So right now our cats are grumbling at us because Bentley wants food. Well, he always wants food. He's a big boy. Yes. So they are, I don't know, the, the behaviors of our cats are very... Uh, Goat-like. Well. <laughs> Bentley thinks he runs the house, but Thor actually runs the house. Bentley does control Avon. Yeah. 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 And he's right here, and if I try to pick him up, he'll run off. Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah, like, sheeps, goats, and cats, having them as pets, I think having them together as pets is probably the most logical thing than dogs, goats, and sheep. I don't think so. Like, it was interesting. When we were at the farm, I asked about guard dogs for the sheep, and the instructor said they had never had any luck with that. But then you have countries specifically that use dogs to help them herd sheep. But that's just herding, not gardening. Or guarding. <laughs> gardening. <laughs> Garden a goat. <laughs> I mean, a gardening dog. That would be... Ooh. I mean... That'd can, be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, my, uh, my sister's dog eats the tomatoes off of the um, tomato plants, and that's his help in the garden. Well, that's I mean, not very helpful, but, you know. Yeah, that's like He's a, a harvesting dog, not a gardening dog. That's like six-year-olds going and uh, grabbing strawberries. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't put them in the basket. They stuff them in their mouth. Directly into the mouth, yeah. Even if, a, even if there's a bug on it, they don't care in the mouth because it's a strawberry. And strawberries rock. But, yeah, she, she mentioned that she had a dog. The dog got along with the sheep, but as soon as she left... The dog followed her and like basically useless because she wanted it to stay with the sheep and guard them so that made me think of like maybe raising a baby puppy with the sheep so that it wouldn't know that its job is to guard them but i don't know if you know anything about this or cats with sheep and goats or dogs with sheep and goats or know how to build and program a robot to guard sheep and goats. Those robots with you. Well, I mean, that's where we're going. Uh huh. <laughs> that's the world. That's the world. That's the fucking world. Um, yeah. Also, fuck Elon. What did I say? Just get. Let us know. 
<laughs> Send a wiki or something. And and we were we were warned off from uh, rams or bucks, uh, like having, because they smell funny. Having them as pets, yeah, they smell funny. And if you have female goats, it's just going to be a shit show. You would have to keep them in separate areas, and it would be a waste of space and far too time consuming. But yeah, we got a lot to learn. Yeah, we got a lot to learn. I mean. If I just wanted one goat as a pet, then I would get a buck and, like, just take him out for walks occasionally. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Why? Why? <laughs> learn something new every day. <laughs> Why? Why would you want a buck? Because if somebody fucked with me, he would fuck them up. Or he might just fuck you up for the fun of it. Mm, okay, maybe. <laughs> Okay, I'll I'll have to rethink that. Yeah. But I mean the the sheep the you know those fucking lambs nipped at me? No. Yeah, they weren't having they 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 wanted they wanted that titty. They wanted food. And I I reached out to so they could like, you know, get a whiff of what I smelled like and try to touch them and they were like <laughs> little fuckers. Well, you'd watch them come in blazing underneath their mom so it's like one approaches from each side and they just go zoom right underneath her and then grab onto her tits and like move their heads and then their tails go like this yeah in the in the hind area of the of the of the female sheep just kind of bounces like a low rider it is hilarious. Yeah. And the instructor told us that if the lambs get to about six months old and are still with the mother in uh, feeding, that they just lift lift her up off the, off the ground. Um, imagine if humans did that. Hmm. Like human babies getting to a size where they just like knock down mom for <laughs> that titty milk. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm being yeah. I'm I'm being extraordinarily vulgar for no reason. I'm not sorry. No, you're never sorry. <laughs> I mean, sometimes. I know. Sometimes, but not right now because I can do no wrong. Right. So, what's this anti-drag thing? Oh, um are we just moving on to that? I don't know how you transition these things, but Well, yeah, I we did that would be a good time to just We didn't actually talk about that. Move on. Um Yeah, I guess we talked about the other thing for like about 8 minutes. That's good. That's good. I was just Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's just uh wait till the timer shows like 18 after or 19 after and you see it up, up at the top there? No. Okay. <laughs> For those of you who are not watching this on uh, YouTube, we are recording it, and she's sitting here grasping her um, uh, sparkling water, and uh, she has a flesh wound. <laughs> yeah. She sprained her thumb. Well, no, she uh, work-related uh, injury. Injury. Um, and she's giving me sour looks occasionally. It's fun. But also, she has braces, so it's really cute when she smiles. Like, you can zoom in on that. Smile. See? Oh, my God. <laughs> Smile on demand. <laughs> Smile on demand. Jeez. Do it now. Okay. Um. 
Ah, uh, yes. This is why I don't do any editing. Um, so, anti-drag. Um, like, before I realized I was um, trans-feminine, I thought for a time that I might go into drag myself. Oh, this is a new story for me. So, I'm learning this as you go. Well, as you are. I mean, you can't tell all your stories, like... Like, just sit down one day, have dinner, and tell all your stories. Like, you know, sometimes they just come up naturally. Or they come up when you're doing a podcast. Yay! Okay. So, um, yeah. I, like, I don't watch it anymore, but I was watching RuPaul's Drag Race. And um, I got really inspired, and I got really into the idea of, like, dressing up in drag. Because I had done kind of low-key drag when I was much younger and um which I'm still young I'm still very very young um so not too long ago uh <laughs> and um yeah I was thinking you know I'm gonna go do this this sounds like a great idea it'll get me back into performing and this was all before the pandemic mind you and um uh, my drag name was going to be L-E-D, Luscious Electric Diva, like LED lights, and I was going to incorporate LED lights and everything, because, okay. of course, I have to, I would have to be extra, extra in cyberpunk. Extra and, even for drag. I mean, I don't know if that's a possibility, like, drag is extra by definition. It's extra cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like frosting everywhere just fabulous it's like an all frosting cupcake yeah the costumes though oh my god those yeah. ladies some of them are just, just... mind-blowing and like... i i don't bother with makeup most of the time so when i see the transformations with the makeup i'm just, just i think in their language i'm gagged because it's just fantastic yeah um yeah the the trixie motel show yeah like when you saw trixie mattel out of drag it was the same thing when um i first saw rupaul out of drag I was like what just you kind of just do a double take because the transformation is so complete that it, yeah it's very striking yes that's that's a good word anyway uh, so you were gonna be at led the yeah. drag queen a drag queen a drag queen not the yeah, because that would imply that I'm uh, better than RuPaul, and I do not want to elicit that kind of hate. So I'm not trying to do that, girls. Just sit down and sip some tea. All right. Um, <laughs> but I, I didn't, I didn't get to starting because uh, I was new in Portland, and I was like still trying to find my footing. And it was a rough go. Okay. So I didn't quite get started. And when I uh, started working, I was still considering it. But then the pandemic hit. The great panda. And uh, that sucks monkey balls. And then I realized, oh, wait, I don't need to do drag. I'm trans. Yay. I could still do drag because, fuck it, anybody can do drag. Um, what if uh, a trans person was on one season of RuPaul's Drag Drag Race? It was the the se I think it was season five, four or five. I don't know. Um, it was the first season that I had seen of Ru uh, Ru's race, and 
they had transitioned from um, female to male, and then <laughs> they did drag, and they ended up being in the top three. So that was that was pretty cool. See, I only remembered the drag queen who was transitioning to female and doing drag, and RuPaul was not about that originally. RuPaul was like, you can't be a woman and do drag in my shit. And fuck you, Ru. No, it was during the pandemic. It was like the first the first race during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. fuck that one, too. Um, anyways. That's, I, that's a different segment. Yeah, that's that's an it like it's my a different segment. Babe. My whole problem with RuPaul is a different different thing. But um so I know about drag. I know lots of drag queens are used to. I don't really communicate with them anymore. The pandemic crushed a lot of long distance uh relationships and communications. Um but when these fucking Nazi fucks started deciding that trans people were somehow groomers, is he attacking Stop. Hi. We hey. have the strike of a cat. Yeah, there was a cat trying to get our attention. Um, but yeah, these 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 Nazi fucks trying to imply that drag queens are somehow dangerous to children uh, pisses me off. Mainly because the people who are historically dangerous to children are white, Christian, and the ones that are actually against the LGBTQIA plus community. Those are the people that are often found to be ped pedophiles. Yeah, statistics are... Fear and statistics don't really talk to each other. It's, you uh, know. Yeah. So, <sighs> that's some utter bullshit. And if you support anti-drag shit, then you can you can just fuck off. And, like, choke on sand. I don't give a fuck. Maybe you could do some research and come to a different conclusion. <laughs> yeah, now you know. That <laughs> so this is the reasonable... The relationship uh, we have. The, the, the reasonable voice in, in, in the room. Um, yeah. like some, I'll, I'll straight up say I just want to stab people in the mouth when they piss me off. And they're a pacifist. I am a so pacifist. that's interesting <laughs> well i mean that just it's it's a it's a way for me to express my disdain bark is bigger than their bite yeah but i'm much bigger than a chihuahua yes <laughs> yes <laughs> in a lot of ways in a lot of ways oh yeah <laughs> okay so this is uh might as well uh, this is a good enough time to switch to the next topic, which is waking up early, which is your favorite thing to do. Listen, y'all, I used to be a cook and I would get up at 4.30 or 3.30 in the morning to hit that kitchen and work from 5.30 to 2 or 3 and then go home and take a nap. And I could do that. I could do it, but I just didn't really have much of a, I still don't have much of a, social life anyway <laughs> just trying i'm i'm a bookworm and like being at home with my cats and i'm a cat yes so but recently my shift work is from 
about 2.30 to 3. Um, that's when I get up, go to work, p.m. And then I come home at 11 or 11.30, sometimes 1.30 if I'm working overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the morning is just... I, what is the morning um, at that point? So, I mean, and I don't have... We don't have children at this point in our um, relationships. So. Unless you count cats. Which are children trading wills <laughs> for family. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so waking up early is not something that I do on a regular basis. I try to wake her up at 10. That doesn't work. I try to raise her at 11. That doesn't work. Right around noon, she's like, maybe I want to get up. And then by that time, she has two hours before she needs to leave. We spend the weekends together. Uh, yeah, but that's not it. It's it's more about you having the the feeling that you, you know, are living more of a life than just well, sleep and work. I just need a routine for that. Yeah. I'm terrible at making routines except for at work so at work i have very like i do this when i first come in and then i do the majority of the work and then right before i leave i do these things and it's very you know planned and thought out but home has always been a little bit chaotic for me um people who have been in i don't know who have family with mental illness or who have been in abusive relationships might be able to relate to this as like work becomes the safe place and home is not so much um so i think that for some of us our real personality comes out more at work when we feel like safe than it does at home so i'm still trying to learn those things it's very helpful to have you wake me up because you make me coffee and you make me breakfast yeah i do all the wifey shit and you pack my lunch like i said i do all the wifey shit i miss cooking i haven't i've been four weeks with this hand injury and probably have another two before i can start doing work and i love to cook um love to garden love to crochet so i'm relegated to to reading watching tv and giving cats Belly rubs at this point yeah but yeah i really do appreciate all the ways you contribute you also clean the litter box <laughs> which is absolutely fantastic but i am still trying to wake you up early and you are not about that no i mean if there's like a, a certain thing that we ought to get up and do that's why i was trying to figure out like exercise like when do we go to the gym be you see, you would have to wake up, like, at 9. Well, I mean, like, if we had a scheduled class to go to. Ugh. I know. I'm difficult. How tedious. Okay, how many of you out there actually... Yeah, yeah, she is. <laughs> how many of you out there actually pay money to go to a gym and actually go to it, like, two or three times a week consistently for a year or more? I'm going to guess very few of you, because from what I understand, gyms actually make their money through people just signing up and then not showing up. People like me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe if we decided to walk every morning at a certain time. But that means going outside where where the sun is. This is our problem. That is where the sun is. I love the sun. 
and I have a vampire as a uh, partner. Space cat. Goth kid. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, and I hate wearing uh, fucking sunscreen. Yes, you do. It it smells bad and makes my pores all stuck How up. did you do with the sunscreen from yesterday? I mean, it was okay, but I only put it on my neck. Well, good. Because uh, my... my uh, surgery scar is still healing so i have to make sure that that doesn't get super red i want it to disappear you know because mm-hmm. that would be great because i'm still self-conscious about it every time i look at it in the mirror but that is still nothing to do with waking up early so what is the advantage sell this to me what's the advantage of work- waking up early <laughs> well <laughs> I mean, it, there's a lot of reasons to wake up early, but people like myself, when when I get locked into um, a certain rote habit, it just happens. Like, I will wake up without fail between 7 and 8 every morning, sometimes earlier, very rarely, and sometimes later, very rarely, but um, seven between 7 and 8, and the cats know this. And the cats make use of this. They want some nibbles. And they demand the fucking nibbles. One of us has to get up and give them nibbles. And then right after they have the nibbles, they can put their fucking asses back to sleep. Because all they need is a few nibbles. And there's already an auto feeder. They can't wait for that shit. They just want it now. I So you're a little bit more generous than me. Because if I wake up in the morning and they still have their food leftover from last night they don't get anything like if they have not touched their dinner then i'm like no you have food yeah but that's the only way i can keep them from waking you up oh otherwise bentley will nip at you and thor will just complain until you get out of bed no no yeah so you know i used to be very much a night owl i would stay up till like three or four in the morning and not I would tell people specifically, if you call me before noon, I might never talk to you again. So, this is this is strange. This is the pot calling the kettle black in a little bit. Yeah, but at the time I was, like, doing stage shows. I was DJing. So you were working at night. Yeah, but... So, you see? My, my work kept me up till about 3 or 4 in the morning. That was working till then. I don't I don't see the difference here. Well, if because, I go to bed at two o'clock. Because you have to have time to wind down after work, people. Yeah, you go to you go to bed at two, ten is eight hours of sleep. Okay. So people need between five and nine hours of sleep. But still you don't wake up after nine hours. Sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. And sometimes I have a really hard time sleeping and also I take drugs. Drugs. Better living through chemistry. Yeah. Uh, I have medication to help me sleep through nightmares. So that pretty much knocks me out. And... Yeah. And kids, when I say better living through chemistry, prescribed chemistry, not street chemistry, there is a difference. Yes. So (laughs) sometimes it's... I have a put me to bed medication and i have a wake me up medication so oh like michael jackson yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> yes. I never thought about it that way until now, honestly. Yeah. So we've talked about this, but it actually, sometimes it's very hard to wake up because my eyes roll back in the back of my head and I'm like, the chemicals are still doing their work. When you want me up, the chemicals are like, no, we're not done yet. Yeah, because I'm like one of the cats bugging the fuck out of her until she gets out of bed. Yeah. I don't know why they do this. Like, I let them sleep, right? And then I'll feel just like a cat pawing at me or pawing my face or Avon just resting on top of me. (laughs) Are you getting up yet? Yeah. Because, you know... I don't want to yell or push or pinch or anything like that. Just body weight. Hey. How you doing? You know that feeling that you get when you're just like, God, please, a few more minutes of sleep. And then you're like, oh, my God. Somebody's a, somebody needs me right now. <laughs> Must be like the mom feeling. Probably. <laughs> Okay, so I think we, we milked that subject pretty hard. And um, what's, the, what's the resolution, though? You're not going to wake me up any early? Are you going to plan, like, something? I mean, I could, I could, like, get a spoon and a pot and go ding, 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 ding every morning at 10. Let's, let's not and say we did. Okay. Okay. So we'll figure that out off camera and off mic. Um, so, yeah, new subject, and that is... Fuck psychics. This is my least favorite segment. Why? I don't know, because you get just so angry. And I'm like, why are you so angry, little puppy? Calm down. <laughs> Did you just call me a puppy? Uh-oh. I have angered the space cat. I'm not a puppy, y'all. I will never wear a puppy mask. More power to the rest of you that do, and I'm not talking about furries. You know what I'm talking about. I am not a fucking puppy. But some of y'all are cute, and I'll give you head pets if you ask in public, but not in the um, private way. So don't go there either. Anyways. Yes. So we watched a documentary last night about, what is her name? She was an Italian. Vana. Vana. An, an Italian uh, woman who turned to uh, psychic. Merchie. Uh, huh? Merchie? I don't know. Fuck yeah, her. Merchie. Anyways, she she um, got this Brazilian guy who she thought was really cute to um, be the front of this kind of psychic scam where they, where they um, would prey on people and... Uh, send them little trinkets and stuff and tell them, you know, you're going to die or your daughter's going to die if you don't send us money and all this stuff. And, um, yeah. So I've told you. They went to jail for it too. So it's like a proven thing. They went to jail. They served their time. They never showed any remorse. None at all. They're sociopaths. So, yeah. But, um, before that, I had told you repeatedly, or a number of times, um, about my feelings on psychics and mediums. and um, Former card reader, y'all. Um, yeah, so tarot. If you need a tarot reading that is not accurate. Uh, nope, hold on. Here we go. 
So, no, I, what I was getting at first, and then we'll go into that, is you weren't really understanding the vitriol and bile that I had for psychics. This is true. And then she watched this documentary about this charlatan that, like, literally put people in poverty people and terrorized them and and taught their their phone operators to like threaten death and uh police and all this other stuff and it's just horrible because these people then turned around and it's like you know if somebody told me and these are the people who were doing the scam if somebody told me that you know i'll i'm gonna give you lottery numbers send me you know like 200 bucks i'd be like fuck you and hang up but that's the bitch that told people that <laughs> like oh my fucking god anyways you understood a bit better yeah why... so the whole thing was that they they didn't feel like they were scamming people because people were so stupid to believe this but i don't think that they have they know uh that kind of desperation that people feel um, where they don't know what to do and they don't know where to turn and they don't have those strong social supports. Um, so they're just basically preying on the most vulnerable, pe vulnerable people to make themselves rich, um, which we see that so much in uh, just so many different areas that it's, you know, it's almost like a prescribed way of life and capitalism and <laughs> but to be fair to be fair um yeah like just selling something for nothing yeah it just no yeah it, it's it's predatory it's uh deceitful it's um you know like bad faith in it, like on every level and like I did mm -hmm. used to read tarot cards. Mm -hmm. I did it at the Renaissance Festival. I did it on the streets. I even, I even like took over an absent tarot reader's uh, spot in Jackson Square when I was in New Orleans and did a few readings and got a few hundred bucks because I needed drinking money. And some people would come by and be like, is this your table? And I'd be like, fuck off. I'm doing readings. <laughs> like, you know, whatever. But at no point in the entire history of me reading cards did I ever tell anybody that I was communicating with spirits or that what I was giving them was life advice that they could base like hardcore decisions on. There was a time where I was like, this is what the cards are telling me. These are the, the things that you might want to look at, you know, relate them to your life your own way and I would tell a nice story they would be entertained and I'd get paid and now anytime I do a reading I specifically make sure people know this is a magic trick it is it is for entertainment it is cold reading it is uh you know playing off of people's reactions to pictures and words you know, like you have to be a good ad lib performer when you're a tarot reader and some of the best ones just don't give a fuck and say oh yes your your dead grandfather's talking to me give me an extra 150 dollars like what the fuck scam artist yeah there's all sorts of ways to scam people yeah and like you know 
no apologies if you're a psychic or a medium and you're a fan of mine and now you're like, wow, you're a fucking dick. No, fuck you. You're preying on people and lying to them. You're not connecting to the spirit world. You have no insight into the future. You are not regressing them to past lives and you are not fucking Cleopatra. Get over it. It is entertainment. So this one is very like non-religious. So if that's your religion... You know. Being a psychic isn't a religion. Well, isn't there like voodoo and all those different things that draw from like spirit world and... That's different. Yeah. The loa, that guardian Mm -hmm. that they communicate with, that is a a ritual practice. That isn't them... Yeah, we're not talking about ritual practices or people who have a legitimate faith base in those sorts of things. Yeah, voodoo... just be very clear. Yeah, voodoo faith has been co-opted by like pop culture and misrepresented in a lot of significant Mm -hmm. ways um the the voodoo belief structure has nothing to do with the you know theater that a lot of people have added to um uh, uh fortune telling and uh even the derogatory word gypsy is still used by a lot of these people and it and that this is Bentley. I think he's been on camera once or twice before. Uh, but the derogatory gypsy is still being used by a lot of these people who claim to be psychics. And it's like, yo, you know, do do we have to use that still? Like, could you just, yeah, you know? So, I think that this happens though in a lot of different religions. Is that scam artists will get a hold of a belief and twist it for their advantage so <coughs> i think that seeing what people do and measuring that up against their words is probably the best indicator that you have if anybody says they're communicating with a dead relative they are not and they're lying you can't trust anything else that comes out of their fucking mouth you just can't <sighs> because fuck them this is my hard line person and I'm the compassionate one. So Oh, I have compassion too. I have compassion for people who go, Yeah, I'm a dumbass. I'll stop doing that. I'll have a little compassion for you. But if you tell me you're gonna cast a hex on me and you've spoken to my ancestors and they're disappointed with me, two things. One, most of my ancestors can suck a dick. I don't give a shit about them. And two, no you didn't, so fuck off. Anything else to add? I will be here to pick up the pieces. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm sorry. I get a little heated. So this is why I don't like this segment. But that's okay. I get a little heated, and I get it. But also, like, I think there is value in the fiction and the entertainment of uh, tarot readings and like palm readings and stuff like as long as it's understood that it's an act it's a magic trick it's a performance mm-hmm. you know people can be entertained by all sorts of things and if you're a good tarot card reader you can sit down with anybody and make them feel special make them feel like they have something to reflect on and they it may 
get them thinking about other things and help them out ultimately. But okay. it's nothing you are doing as a tarot reader. I would think that it would be, if you're into that sort of thing, it would be more like gambling where it's, you know, you know that you're going to lose money in this thing and it's for <laughs> entertainment purposes only. So that's kind of how I, I, I see it. I don't very like black and white on the whole thing but i i do think that people need to realize that it is like gambling and that you are paying for an experience um, yeah and it's not it it shouldn't be something that your life revolves around um just like gambling because if your life revolves around that honey you need help yeah totally like fuck that shit like, tarot reading can make people think about stuff and help them out, but it is not a key. It is not magic. It is not connecting to a spiritual realm. That shit just doesn't happen. If ghosts were real, this fucking world would be impossible. Yeah, like, we have different opinions on this one that we've already talked about. Okay, but, but yeah. that's, a, that's a whole yeah. other segment that we're not getting to today because now we're at probably my favorite regular segment Yay. which is random facts so how does this one work okay so um just any thoughts or uh like ideas or anything you just want to share i just kind of ramble on uh just things that are that have been shaking around in my head like marbles you know you have marbles in there don't we all isn't that where the phrase i lost my marbles came from or is are is that testicles and um uh, uh uh ovaries are those marbles i don't know guys i don't know <laughs> um yeah uh, let's see random facts um you've been watching star trek discovery yes and you do you like it yeah i do we went to uh a uh, con here um, a few, well, a month ago, about a month ago. Oh, God, has it been that long? I think so. Wow. And we met Ethan Peck. Um, Very pretty boy. I didn't know. I had no idea. <laughs> so I was just there, like, for the whole, like, ride and experience. And I knew that Star Trek people were going to be there. And um, Nails here is in love with Star Trek. So we go up. Um, to get a selfie with Ethan Peck when there's no line and we get up there and I have no words because he is so beautiful I had no idea such a sweet guy too like yeah yeah he really is he felt he felt very genuine and present like a lot of performers at conventions like they're like hey yeah whatever okay picture sign your shit fuck off you know he was a very sweet guy, but um, Star Trek Discovery, like, yeah. what what do you like about it? I think I like most um, Star Treks that I've seen before. So I grew up with The Next Generation, the first generation. Uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, Elon's like, no, no. Um, Deep Space Nine. So, like, Riker and Jean-Luc Picard and um, Deanna Troy. Oh, my God. First girl crush, Deanna Troy. Can I just tell you? Amazing. Um, anyway, so it was very episodic. So you could come in at any point in time. You didn't have to watch it from front to back to understand what was going on. It was just very much um, Stardate 
la 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 we're doing this today and it was um kind of like a comic book in some ways where it's just very much you know it doesn't it doesn't matter what they're doing it's the characters that you fall in love with and it was very um i think it was progressive for the time that it that it was in um but i mean that's gene roddenberry they were all like that just talking about big concepts this one is like a story that you need to be engaged in so much to the point that when the we're um in season three two two so when we start the new season um they have a whole like storyline recap which you would never get in star trek before um Unless it unless it was continuing from the right. cliffhanger episode from the end of last season. Yeah, so it's it's interesting because you're watching these characters grow and connect with each other and deepen their relationships, and maybe their relationships completely change over the time that they're together. Um, and just um, you have several heroes' journeys going on all at the same time, which is it's uh, it's, it's, it's different. It's very modern storytelling. It's very common in a lot of shows these days. And plus, it's only like 13 episodes each season, not the 22 that Next Generation used to be. Right. And also, LeVar Burton, we love you. Very much. Love you. But Brent Spiner, Jonathan Frakes. Yeah. What's up, homies? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. They just There's just so many amazing people in, in the Star Trek franchise. Plus, I think they're always kind of pushing the envelope for more inclusivity um yeah so i love star trek but i didn't i hadn't watched discovery before the the convention so i was like whoa what's this um and then now that we're watching it i'm just like wow that's the graphics are beautiful um yeah yeah cgi rather well yeah. graphics it's virtual effects which is you know that's fair yeah but um yeah no i'm really glad you like it because i fell in love with it michael burnham and spock's relationship was really great i liked the weaving mm-hmm. in of pike and uh like the the terran empire <laughs> Lorca, the emperor yeah that was great. Like, I didn't see that coming. I should have because I've read so many of the novels. I should have put together that Lorca being light sensitive was a big giveaway. But And he was the only survivor from that ship accident that they talked about. So, like... I don't know. I think they did a really good job at not tipping their hand too much. But he definitely did some shady stuff. Yeah. Like, throughout. Like, you could tell it. He would either be like manipulating somebody or he would do something that seemed really out of character for starfleet yeah Yeah. plus he he was a human in starfleet that had a room full of weapons like a klingon like yeah that's unusual you know like just his brutality his fuck you i'm gonna do what i want the lights uh you know light sensitivity room of weapons like this is spoilers bt dubs (laughs) yeah You know, and then his obsession with a woman, like, probably a third his age. 
<laughs> like, my goodness. Hey, dude, guy that played Lorca, I can't think of your name right now. You are fine as fuck, but, like, that was just, that gave me a little bit of creepy vibes. That's what we call good writing and execution. It's not his fault. He's just playing I mean, the script. Yeah. 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 But if you don't like Discovery, you're probably racist. It's not perfect. It's just science fiction may not be there. No, 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 no. There are Star Trek fans who absolutely hate Discovery because they think it's gone woke or whatever. And it's like... What does woke actually mean? To all the people that, like, I just want to know what you think woke means. Like, what does that word mean to you? I always always get confused when people use these words and then you're like, okay, so, like, like, let's stop. Let's define the term. And then we can talk about whether that is or isn't but i find a lot of times people just don't we're not talking the same language when we we no. talk to each other we have different definitions for things yeah so but no. like it it's racism mostly because it's a black woman that's in the lead it's the in in like a in uh east asian woman who's a prominent character <sighs> you know like yeah. and it's mostly women in the show actually now that i think about it in a couple of gay guys like they're really uh. i feel like it's 50 50 it's more female oriented than other star trek shows have been exactly because we're getting more to equality even though we still have to do things about the pay grab but yeah but um yeah that's why that's why people when people leave out deep space nine from the star trek conversation i'm always like well what about deep space nine and they're like, oh well, that wasn't that wasn't good Star Trek. They were on a space station. They weren't on a ship. They weren't exploring. And I'm like, okay, well, you're racist. I just think that Star Trek can be whatever because we're talking about space exploration and you know learning about ourselves and each other in a different context. Um, so it can be one that's completely planetary on some planet even they haven't done that yet so or a space station or different ships i like that discovery is a science vessel instead of an exploration so much like a i don't know what is enterprise it depends on um which series right it's on a battleship but the the next generation that was the flagship and it was uh focused on diplomacy right yeah so i like that um discovery is not focused on diplomacy it's it's more focused on um innovation and science and all that so yeah i mean but this is what science fiction is it challenges worldviews and for people who don't know their science fiction history the genre was created from frankenstein which was written by a woman so if you're upset about that, then um, I don't know what to tell you. Like, and your the, favorite genre is from a woman, so... In the best sorry. Star Trek, the original series episode, written by a woman who hid the fact that she was a woman by just using her first two initials and her last name, which I thought, like, pretty clever, but also she didn't need to do that. But right. she would have... they The show wouldn't have been as popular right. if people knew that it was a woman. Women have always been always from its inception in science fiction involved creating science fiction um so 
I don't understand why people would be angry about that because, um, yeah, maybe you just don't know your history. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Well, I think we've reached the natural end of random facts and the end of episode six of Abstractions That Glow. I want to thank my my lovely girlfriend, Amy, for being on this episode. Um, you want to tell them how to find you online? Um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, am more recluse than most. I get, like, weird random DMs from people, and I, I usually won't reply to those yeah no that's cool um but you know you can always comment here and i'm sure my partner will tell me about it um and then maybe at some point i will come out of my shell but for right now i'm trying to stay away from the creepers out there you're creepy stay away yeah yeah well you know that's fair I can be the loud, obnoxious one that's online all the time. You can find me on on the interwebs, on the interlinked uh, 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 computer devices um, by going to nailsthatglow.com. I'm also on Mastodon, um, Eldritch Cafe, uh, Nails That Glow, and uh, Fuck the Bird site. <laughs> this is Twitter. But they know. Oh, yeah, they know. They know. They, no, bird site. That's what it's called now because fuck Elon. Um, it's the site that must not be mentioned. He, the site that shall not be named. And also fuck J.K. Rowling. Um, hey, you made me think of it. Uh, you can also find a video version of this show um, on YouTube at Abstractions at Glow. Also, check out my short story project on YouTube, First Drafts at Glow. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, once again, thank you for joining us and live long and prosper! I love you. There, did you have fun? Yes. Abstractions at Glow, produced, recorded, and starring Avon. For more information, please contact us at firstdraftsatglow at gmail.com. Also visit our website at nailsatglow.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.